Today is all about engineering, not the driver, but the car. Hi, it's Enzo. Welcome to episode 19 of season two of the Race Driver Coach Show. It's good again. Like I always seem to be saying, I'm back in the office and it's been a long time. I keep sporadically just putting these these videos out. Um, I wanted it to be every week, but it seems to be like every week and then I miss two. But I'm back and I'm talking to you and I'm giving you my time now because I really want to say, get a message across. And it's something, the topic that we're going to talk about today is engineering. This is a part of the driver's skill that's being overlooked. It's a part of a driver's toolbox that they just don't have. They're missing that spanner called engineering. They're missing the spanner that allows them, metaphorically spanner, right? It allows them to have the edge on all the other drivers on that grid. To have intelligence about the car, about the actual weapon. If you're a warrior and you don't know how to manufacture your weapon to get the most out of it to sharp that sharpen that sword then what kind of warrior are you you can't really say you've mastered your craft if you don't even know the weapon that you're using you can't say that a tennis player is any good if really they're not at one with the racket they're not at one with how to tighten the strings how to make sure that the tension's just right for them and a golfer same with the clubs but when it comes to a race driver they're pretty detached from the car they drive. They spend very little time studying the car that they're racing. They don't really spend time with the engineer understanding the actual workings of their car or the mechanic. Most of them, most of the drivers out there, probably yourself, haven't got a clue when it comes to running the car itself. And that is a bit of a blunder. If you are serious about having a career in motorsport, but you haven't really got a clue about the car. It's only a matter of time before you're going to get bitten. I tell you, I'm seeing this everywhere. I'm seeing this everywhere but just by looking at the drivers now that go with the top teams. They can pay, they can afford to be with these top teams. But the problem is the top team, the usual top team, will say to the driver when he comes in or she comes in from the end of the session, give me some feedback. Fill out this form and tell me exactly what the car is doing. They'll say understeer, two out of five, turn one, on entry, exit oversteer, obviously, because the understeer going in, blah, blah, blah. They do this for every single corner, right? And then the driver feels like that's their work done. <laughs> you know, I've been out there. I'll tell you what the car's doing, and then I'll just turn a blind eye. And when I come back to the car, I expect it to be fixed. I expect you, engineer, to sort it out for me. I'm giving you a tiny bit of information and I'm expecting you to go through the data to kind of read between the lines and analyze what you think is the actual problem and then to adjust the car so that's no longer a problem. Thank you very much. Give me that car and I'll see you in FP2. This seems to be the mentality. This seems to be the mentality of so many drivers and they get to a car where you need to have engineering knowledge, like a big single seater, a big touring car, a big GT car where you're starting now to rub shoulders with drivers that have got the knowledge. Drivers probably in their 30s or 40s that have been there forever. And all you're doing is coming into this, into this team and going, it's a bit of understeer. And then you listen to the engineering 
knowledge of your teammates, how they're giving feedback, and it blows you away. You're like, oh my God, this is a whole new level. They understand the car, the actual what's happening to the car. And on top of that, they're telling the engineer what setting to put on the car to fix it. And here's little old me just worrying about understeer or oversteer. If you go to a professional team, even if you don't go, you know, it's not even a professional team, you're paying them. And you haven't got a clue about engineering. You haven't got a clue about what the roll bar does, what the stiffer springs do. Everything on that car that you're, you're racing, then you're missing a trick. You're just leaving it in the hands of an engineer to sort your car out off your feedback. Now, your feedback of understeer could be a hundred different things, but they're just guessing. But for you, in the car, that makes you the expert. You can actually feel what the car is doing. Is it rolling over the tire? Is it skipping across the road? There's so many different things that you can feel and communicate much better. And if you then had the intelligence on top of that, what that means and what the car's actually doing, even if it's tire pressures, it puts you ahead. You're taking your own destiny then in your own hands. You know that the car is doing X and you know the settings that change that. And you can just tell the engineer or ask them. And then you can brainstorm together to come up with the best solution. It's so much better. Because again, I'm seeing, I think I've started to say, drivers go all the way through the ranks with top teams. They never have to give much engineering feedback apart from understeer, oversteer, blah, blah, blah. Am I hitting the revenue? Am I, am I, is, my, is the floor touching? Is it too low on ride height? That's about all they say. And they're ending up going to top teams and they're completely swamped. They haven't got the knowledge to even survive in the team more than a year because they just, they just don't know. They're not educated in that way. I mean, that's their own fault. Now, I've worked with some top teams in some top formulas. And Kimi Raikkonen was one that stood out for me. Everyone knows Kimi Raikkonen for all the different reasons I'm about to say. But little do you know, or most people don't know, just how intelligent he is. You wouldn't think it, would you? More the balance, not, not far. Uh, it's not probably where I want it to be. But he's so intelligent. He'll come in and he will literally tell the engineers what to do with the car. I need this, I need that. I need this, I need that. And then he'll go out and prove that it's quicker. He won't say, oh, there's too much understanding. I don't know what to do unless he's really lost, which a lot of drivers are. He gets lost sometimes, but very often he will lead the engineering team by what he says excuse that but now you understand the value of that to a team the value of having a driver that can help them set up because they're again the genius that's going around the track they can help them set up the car so they're not just second guessing what setting to put on the car it's priceless people like him barrichello people that have been in the motor in motorsport in f1 for such a long time and teams keep them they're keeping them for a reason it's not just for their speed, because there's plenty of drivers out there that can go as fast. It's their intelligence on the things they need from a driver. And there's no one else out there that's got that intelligence for him to replace them with at that particular time. I want you to get this through to you. Over this winter, on the off-season, make sure you study engineering. Make sure you know what every single setting does, what every single part of the car does. And if you change it, what that does to the handling. Become an expert. Ask your engineer to teach you, because they will. Some engineers are a bit funny. Oh, the less the driver knows, the better. Just trust me. But you're in this for a reason, and that reason is to be a professional. The professional must know their tools. 
They must master them tools if they're going to take it to the world and show that they're the best. And this is a sport where drivers are really trying hard to stand out. If you're intelligent on that side, if you know you've got knowledge on, on engineering in terms of what, how to set a car up, that separates you from most drivers. You've got to provide value. How many times have you heard me say this? You've got to provide value for race teams and having engineering knowledge of that particular car or them particular cars. That's just another thing, another string to your bow that's going to make you more valuable. Remember, if you're going to be professional, if you're serious about being professional, then be bloody professional. It's the most basic thing, but it's where drivers are just so damn lazy. That and sponsorship. Sponsorship and engineering, drivers are just like, ah, I just want to drive. You've got to get that out of your head. You've got to be a master at sponsorship, at creating awareness around you, the brand, and be, being able to sell it. Plus, you've got to be a bloody good driver. Plus, you've got to know engineering. Three areas. Now, if you're doing this correctly, you're going to be working on all these three areas every single day. And I want you to split the days up. Two hours on engineering, four hours on sponsorship, and two hours on improving your driving, whether that's on simulated driving, on meditation, on anything that's going to help you perform better as an individual and on the racecraft and the actual racing itself. Then that's your job. If you're working in the day, if you're at school in the day, then you do it at night time. Either way, these three areas are a must. And if you don't know how to set up a car and you can't really talk the same language as an engineer, they're not going to treat you like an equal. They're just going to, you'll go to some teams and they'll try and pull the wall over your eyes. They will say it's your fault when you know it's the car, but you haven't got the intelligence or knowledge to prove that. You can't back the arguments up. It's up to you. Take destiny in your own hands, your destiny. Be in control of all the things that you can control and engineering is one of them. Don't just leave it up to someone else who's hired, who's allocated to you in a job, in the team. That's not going to work. It's up to you. Master your craft. If you want to master your craft, you've got to master your tools. 